Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, psychologist, relationship coach, attachment theory expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, author of Love Magnet and Athletic Wear Connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract to healthy relationship. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. Buckle up and let's get vulnerable. December can be a time where we feel like we're spiraling. Nothing's the way we wanted it to be. If we are single and we wanted to be in a relationship, you're really feeling it. I want to encourage you that instead of spiraling or freaking out, you can take action on healing. You can take ownership and decide enough is enough. I am changing how I'm showing up. 2024 is going to be my year. I am doing the work now. And for those of you that decide to apply to the program in December, I have a really special offer for you. It is the all I want for Christmas is secure attachment offer. You will get access to a journal. This is a daily practice a guided journal that has personally changed my life. And for the first time ever, I'm making it available. So you get this as a bonus gift. It'll be shipped to you as soon as it's available in January. You also, in December, you get an additional month in the Empowered Secure Love program at no cost. So an additional 30 days to integrate and do everything that you need to become securely attached And in December, of course, we are honoring 2023 pricing. So you're wanting to take advantage of that, right? This is going to be the best deal that you'll ever be able to get the program at moving forward. So I highly encourage you, if you've been on the fence, now is the time. Apply to the Empowered Secure Love program using the link in the show notes or the link in my Instagram bio. You are so worthy of taking the time to heal so that you can attract the kind of relationship that you want. And more importantly, so that you can feel so happy and in love with yourself and feel really good because you've released your past trauma and you know that you're creating the life you want. So don't wait on this. This offer is only available to the first 15 women who apply to the program. So if you know, okay, this is the time I want you to take advantage of this offer, go apply now. The link is in my show notes or in my Instagram bio. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan, and I'm really excited about this episode because It's something so many people need this time of year, and you may benefit from this. You may not even realize that this is something that you need. I am talking today about a mindset tune-up. I want to talk to any of you who are feeling hopeless, who are feeling stuck. Maybe you had all these goals for 2023 and nothing shifted. And particularly those of you 
who are sick and tired of the dating scene. You're tired of the apps. You're tired of putting yourself out there. You're tired of going on these dates, feeling like, oh, maybe it's something. And then you never hear back from the person or meeting these people and realizing this they're not the kind of person you want to be with. And you're putting all this effort and getting ready and feeling like all the effort you're putting in is wasted. And here we are in the holiday season and all you wanted was that partner to curl up on the couch with and watch those Hallmark movies. Okay. Maybe it's not Hallmark for you. Maybe it's just holiday movies, but you wanted that person to make hot chocolate with, to hang out, to cuddle, and you're finding yourself alone. And you might feel sad. You might feel angry. You might feel disappointed. You might have these massive pangs of loneliness. Maybe you're feeling like you really want to reach out to your ex or you're just going, I want to go to Tahiti or Bali or wherever. I I can remember holiday seasons where I was single and I just wanted to book a flight, go to Europe, go somewhere because I didn't want to face the reality of being around my family, being around my friends, seeing everybody else and their wonderful relationships. And here I am once again, the single girl for Christmas not sending out a holiday card because nobody wants a holiday card where it's just me holding a bottle of wine, right? Like this is what I used to tell myself. (laughs) Like, I just want to get out of town. So wherever you are, if that's you, I'm sending you a hug and I want you to know that this episode is going to help you. Okay. Hopelessness. Let's talk about hopelessness. A lot of you have heard me talk about Martin Seligman and his research on learned helplessness. And what I take from that, there's a few things. Number one, we never do this kind of research anymore because it's totally inhumane. Um, but the the more important takeaway is if we have someone who has tried something over and over and they're trying and they're trying and they're trying and they're not getting a result. They will become helpless. And this is that phenomenon, learned helplessness, where I learn if I try something, it doesn't matter. So then why try? Ooh. And in that, in that uh, experiment, what they had done, I can't remember the year, uh, but it was a long time ago. They had taken dogs and they were having the dogs jump over a divider wall and the dog would jump and then on the floor they would get shocked. So then the dog would jump again to avoid the shock, right? To try to get out of the pain. So the dog is jumping over the wall and eventually the dog gives up and stops jumping when the shock happens. And if you are that dog right now, I want you to know that it's not you. It's that whatever you've been doing isn't working and we need to try something else. So many people get to this place where they have learned helplessness and hopelessness because 
they're trying and they're trying and they're trying and they're not getting the result. Meanwhile, they haven't been able to slow down enough and reevaluate and decide, wow, okay, what I'm trying isn't working. So instead of blaming what they're trying or looking at ways they could tweak the environment, because environment's huge, right? What happens is people take it on themselves and they blame themselves and they think something is wrong with them. And that's why it's not working because, oh, there's something so wrong and broken with me. And that's why I can't get the result that I want. So if that's you, once again, I want to let you know that maybe what you really need is just a new way of trying, a new intervention, right? So if you're feeling hopeless, if you're at this place, whether it's your relationships, your fitness, your financial health, whatever it is that's really pressing, I know for a lot of you it is, your relationships, I want you to know maybe you just haven't been able to do the right thing to move you forward. So this was me, right? Like I'm talking, I'm talking to my past self here of, gosh, even in middle school, I was attracted to unavailable people. Yeah, I think about like middle school. I'm sure some of you relate to this of like even your early crushes that were just innocent, whatever, that even those weren't healthy. I was attracted to somebody that was long distance, that didn't know how to communicate, that definitely had other girlfriends at the same time, like very emotionally unavailable, right? And this pattern started for me at such a young age. I remember my first serious relationship. I was with someone for six months and we were, you know, falling in love, madly in love. And he got me this promise ring. I think he got it from JCPenney. Does, does J- I'm sure JCPenney still sells jewelry. Anyways, I think it was like a JCPenney sale and he got me this ring and it had the tiniest little diamond. Like we needed, we needed glasses on to see the diamond. Okay. It was small, but he got me this <laughs> promise ring or engagement ring. He was like down on one knee. I want to marry you. And mind you, this is like my first serious relationship. And I'm crying. I remember we're in the parking lot of the mall because you you guys, we used to hang out at the mall. No one hangs, hangs out at the mall anymore, okay? But this was back at a time when everyone hung out at the mall. And this guy is on his knees in the parking lot proposing to me with this JCPenney ring. And I'm like bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll marry you. And then I found out it it was the next day I found out that he had also proposed to someone else before he proposed to me, like a few days before he proposed to me, he proposed to someone else. And it was this girl who, you know, we went to the same church and I knew who she was. And that was supposedly his ex-girlfriend. And I was crushed. And I found out that he'd been seeing her the entire time that he was seeing me. And all those times when I couldn't get a hold of him and I would just write it off. 
from a very young age, that being my first serious relationship, I learned that I'm not worth someone. And this is not the truth, right? But this is what my brain took it as. I'm not worth someone fully investing in me. I'm not able to express what I feel, right? And that I will always be abandoned. I won't be chosen. I'll be abandoned. I won't be chosen. There was all these unhelpful beliefs that my my brain internalized. And that became, in a, I mean, throw, this really started for me in childhood about abandonment and not being enough and not being chosen. So we have my childhood, throw on this first relationship. And that began the series of horrible, toxic relationships for me over and over and over. And then if someone was really emotionally available, guaranteed I would break it off. I would find a reason to break up with them. I wasn't able to be in a healthy relationship. It was not possible for me. Meanwhile, here I am. Okay. And imagine young Morgan in her early twenties. We got through high school. We got out of the emo phase. We're now in college listening to Lady Gaga. That was the thing. And trying to fit in desperately. And imagine me, I'm trying to have a healthy relationship. I really want a relationship. And I'm thinking, okay, I just have to look a certain way. If I just look a certain way and if I act a certain way, then I can have a healthy relationship. So I'm at the gym multiple hours a day. This gets, this gets me a little emotional because I, I remember this time in my life. Um, I was really overweight. I don't talk about that as much as I should. Um, I had a lot of body image issues in my early 20s, um, probably at least 50 pounds heavier than I am now. So just didn't feel good in my body. Um, and I, I was at the gym, early 20s, freshman in college, twice a day. So, you know, one time was for cardio, another time for strength training. So I'm spending multiple hours a day at the gym. I developed a diet for myself that was 1,200 calories a day, and it was the same meals every single day, oatmeal and berries for breakfast, chicken and a little bit of sweet potato for lunch, and chicken or fish with a veggie for dinner, and it couldn't be more than 1,200 calories. So I do this, you guys, for an entire year. I lose 50 pounds and I look different on the outside and I think, okay, now I did all this work. I was hating my body, spending all this time on my physical appearance, trying to look a certain way. I think it was the first time I ever got a spray tan and like, I'm just trying all these things to look different. Right. And guess what? My relationships didn't change. I continued to date people who were emotionally unavailable and I continued to get my heart broken. And I just have so much compassion for that version of me who honestly either didn't realize 
that she needed to do deep emotional internal work. Either I just didn't know or I was really avoiding it or it was both. I really think it was both because at that point, I really couldn't even speak about my childhood. I don't know how many of you relate to this, but I mean, I've had periods of my life where I would just lie. I would just, when people ask me, tell me about your parents, I would just make up a story because there was no way that I could even speak what had happened to me in my childhood. So I think I was in so much avoidance and so much of wanting to be loved and so, so desperate, just thinking I'll do anything that it just, I just couldn't slow down enough to realize, oh, maybe you should really work on your childhood trauma instead of just focusing on your external, right? Or instead of thinking you have to look a certain way, act a certain way, or just meet the right person. If only you meet just the right person, right? I was so focused on all those external things that I didn't even allow myself to do the internal work. Um, and I have so much compassion for you. If you've ever fallen into that belief system of, Ooh, I have to look a certain way in order to be good enough or in order to have a healthy relationship. I know it's so common in our society to equate physical appearance with worthiness of a relationship. And that is not the case. When we think about physical health, I want everyone to think about how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel in my body? Not about how do I look so that I'm good enough? Oh my gosh. So you guys know my story of going through all of these things. I go through this weight loss transformation. That doesn't help. I'm getting my doctorate in clinical psychology. This is after dating and having so many terrible experiences. And I find myself dating a narcissist. And that period of my life, probably six, the first six months were awesome. I, I mean, I could kind of laugh about it now of like this alternate reality fairy tale land where I'm placed on a pedestal. I'm getting love bombed. You guys, I thought like, oh, this is it. I finally met the man of my dreams. My Prince Charming came in the first six months, getting flown around, gifts, all the things, right? And as you know, I was so susceptible to this. I was so vulnerable to love bombing because that's what I, what I thought I needed. It's what I thought would mean that I was chosen. And not to mention that he had this incredible family that accepted me. And I also had such a family wound from my family being torn apart when I was young. So I'm in this healthy that I thought at the time, healthy family that accepts me. I'm getting love bombed. First six months are amazing. And then it slowly comes crashing down. And I think part of what made it so painful is that I had thought like, oh, but this was it. This was my ticket out of my suffering and out of my pain. This person loved me and adored me. And oh my gosh, this was it. I thought that all of my struggle was over. And in reality, it was just this fake facade that I was experiencing. 
Um, but slowly my self-worth gets completely demolished. I was hit with every single insecurity that I had. He would tell me, you're never going to amount to anything. Um, you're dumb. You're stupid. Um, you're so overweight. You're like a beached whale. Um, I mean, anyone who has experienced narcissistic abuse, you know, you know that they are so good at tuning into whatever it is that your vulnerability is, right? And this guy was so good at it. He knew exactly what to say to tear me down. So my self-worth hits rock bottom. Also, I get complete, completely isolated from friends and family, partly because I don't feel like I can tell anyone what's going on. And I'm just waiting. This is that um, intermittent reinforcement. I just keep waiting for the good moments because every once in a while, instead of all the emotional abuse, he would take me on a trip or I'd have a glimpse of what it was like before. And then I would just hold out and I would make all these excuses for him. And about a year, a year of doing this where I'm walking on eggshells, I'm holding out for the good moments. My self-worth is at an all-time low. I really hate myself, honestly. Hate myself, think I am just the lowest of low, experiencing some suicidal ideation, like horrible mental health, right? And at that point was when the incident happened where I really was fearing for my life. Um, and I had to file a restraining order, meet with the police. And there was so much fear there. And I've told this story, but being, being on the ground in the lobby of my apartment building, shaking and crying, a police officer looking down on me with pity. Uh, and I just had this moment of, I can continue down this path and I don't think I'll be alive much longer if I do, or I can decide to do something different. I can decide that I'm going to heal. And I remember thinking, maybe I could just figure out what it would take to have healthy relationships. And if I can't figure it out for myself, maybe I could even just understand it for other people. Because I have this researcher brain wanting to understand the science, right? So I'm thinking, well, maybe I can just research healthy relationships. <laughs> that was kind of like the alternate route. Or I could just keep spiraling. And thank God I chose the path of researching healthy relationships because here, here we are today. And it was my decision to do something different that completely changed my life and changed the lives of so many people. And throwing myself into attachment theory research, throwing myself into understanding what makes a healthy relationship a healthy relationship, like really trying to understand it, right? And I finally realized that all the ways that I had been going about relationships were completely wrong. And I think there's so much relief 
when you have that realization of like, hey, it's actually not me. It's not that I'm not good enough. It's not that I'm not pretty enough. It's not that no one will choose me. It's not that I'm always going to be abandoned. All these false stories. And you can realize, hey, I actually just need to show up differently. There's so much power once you realize that. So I want to just give you so much love no matter where you are on your journey. Maybe you're not at your rock bottom like I just described. Maybe you're just in this place where you're like, I am ready to just give up on love. I'm ready to just stop the dating apps. I'm ready to just say, hey, I'll just be single for the rest of my life. I don't need love in my life, right? I'm content enough. Maybe you're just there, but then you do have this little voice, this little voice in you that says, but what about a true partnership? What about the family that you want to create? And even if that family doesn't have to mean kids, but just you and a partner making traditions, taking trips together, like what about companionship and building something long-term with someone? If you have that little voice, I want to encourage you to honor it. I want to encourage you to hear it. And I want to invite you to listen to the rest of this episode and have you be really, really honest with yourself because I'm going to take you through four questions that could possibly change your life. And these are four questions to reset your mindset and to get you out of hopelessness. Hopelessness is not what we're going for for 2024. Okay. We are leaving that behind. It's in the rear view mirror. We are changing how we show up and we're starting now. So I'm going to give you these questions. The first one is, what are you focusing on? I want you to be really honest in your day to day as you're going about your day. What is it that you're focusing on? Is it that you don't have what you want? Is it that someone really hurt you? Is it that you've experienced a lot of childhood trauma? Are you focusing on everything that everyone else has that you wish that you had? I want you to be very honest. Where is your focus going? And then let's remember that what we focus on grows. What we focus on has a huge impact in terms of our thoughts, our behaviors. So I want you thinking about how can I focus on what I do want instead of what I don't? How can I focus on what it is that I want to create instead of the things that maybe have held me back or the things that have happened to me? How can I focus on what I want, right? It's that internal locus of control. We want to be able to do that. And I do have a really powerful quote for you. I had to find it. It's, I found it on my phone though. Okay. This is what I, what I want you to think about. Stop using your energy to worry. Use your energy to believe, to create, to love, to grow, to manifest, and to heal. 
So stop using your energy to worry. So anytime you catch yourself focused on lack, focused on the pain, focused on trauma, ask yourself, how can I shift and focus on what it is that I want? Okay. That was number one. Number two, this one's huge. What is the narrative that you have about your life? I'll give you an example. My old narrative was that I was this um, person who had had too much trauma, who had been through too much, that I would never be able to have a healthy relationship, that there was things that were wrong with me, that nobody would ever choose me, and I was just going to be left alone. I'd probably just be the crazy aunt, <laughs> travel the world, get a bunch of dogs. Um, I also had this narrative that things just didn't work out for me. They would work out for everybody else, but they wouldn't work out for me. So kind of this idea that there was just something really broken and really wrong with me. Um, and that yes, that my childhood trauma had been part of it, but then I also blamed myself and I said, well, I made this bad decision. I made that bad decision. And I had so much shaming and blaming, right? That was my old narrative. What about switching that? And now my narrative is, Hey, I have been through a lot. I've been through unspeakable trauma of losing my mom at such a young age, going through all the things that I went through, losing one of my best friends. And what I can tell you is that it's made me a really compassionate, kind, empathic, and resilient human being who is on a mission to help and serve as many people as possible to have high self-worth and great relationships and that I've been able to overcome so much and that in doing so, I can be an example and I can be a light for others and that it's my purpose on this planet to help other people find their healing and find their path. I like the second narrative better, right? So I want you to be and that's the one I connect to every day. And, you know, it's so empowering. I want you to think about this for you. What is the narrative that you currently have about your life? Okay. For the question number three, this is a really big one. I want to ask you, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel in your life? And is there a way that you can feel that way now? So, so many people, they'll say, I want to feel loved, but they believe I won't be loved until I have a partner or I want to feel abundant, but they believe they won't feel abundant until they have X amount of money in the bank. Instead of putting the, I won't feel blank until I want you to just ask yourself, okay, how do I really want to feel? And how do I feel that way today? If it's, I want to feel loved, guess what? You can feel into love and you can feel loved just by calling a friend, connecting to a family member, reading old cards or reading an old letter, 
There's so many ways for you to feel loved today, right now, that do not involve changing any of your circumstances, except for you allowing it to be your reality and allowing yourself to access what it is that you need to feel that way. Okay. So number three, how do I want to feel? Is there a way I can feel that way now? All right. Number four, this is probably my favorite. What do I need to do to take massive action so that I can become hopeful so that I can take control of my life? What does it look like for me to take massive action? As Tony Robbins would say, burn the boats, meaning we're here. We're not going back. There's no escape route. We've decided we're showing up for our life. We're burning the boats and we're going to fight for the life that we want. We have to take massive action in order to interrupt the pattern. So many of us are so good at procrastinating, devaluing ourselves, not believing in ourselves. And that just becomes our norm. And then pretty soon you're just on the little hamster wheel of get up, go to work, watch Netflix, go to bed, go drink with my friends on the weekends, go on an occasional trip. Meanwhile, I'm not connected to what I really want. I'm not making progress on really important goals. I'm not doing the things that I know that I need to do to be the highest and best version of me. I'm just sleepwalking through my life, right? So in order to break the chains, in order to really change your life, you have to take massive action. And that's something I've done in my life over and over. It's always uncomfortable. If it's comfortable, it's not massive action. It always feels like the wrong time. If it felt like the right time, that would mean it was easy. Like, we have to say enough is enough. I'm drawing a line in the sand and I'm changing this. I have done that with my physical health, financial health, and relationships. And I can tell you every time that I've taken that massive action, whether it was investing with a coach or throwing things out of my pantry getting my hormones tested, changing my routines, right? Like whatever it was when I've taken massive action, it's never felt easy. It's never felt comfortable. And it's been the thing that has made all the difference. Okay. So I really want to encourage you, obviously, whatever area of your life, I want to encourage you take that massive action and don't put it off. You're listening to this, you know, you know what you need to do. And obviously, if that area of your life is being able to attract the love that you deserve, now is the time to see if the Empowered Secure Love Program is the right program for you. This is an intensive eight weeks with my team and myself where you are getting one-on-one support. You are getting everything that you need 
in order to become securely attached and to have a major identity shift so that you're actually doing something different in your relationships, right? Because it's one thing to just keep showing up and saying, oh, I'll meet the right person. I'll meet the right person. Just keep swiping, swiping, right? And it's like, hey, actually, in order to get the results you want, you have to change you. You have to change how you're showing up. So now is the best time. Right now, you actually get a bonus free month in the program. That means you're with us December, January, and February. So through all those major holidays that you want support. Um, and you're also going to get this amazing daily journal. This is a practice that I've been doing for five years now. This has totally changed my life. It's a daily morning practice that gets you in alignment with what it is that you want to bring into your life with the identity that you need in order to attract those things. And it also gets you into a state of gratitude. So yeah, this little practice has totally changed my life. And I, I finally have decided to make a journal so that my clients and everyone who wants to can be a part of that practice and can really see the benefits in their life. So you're going to get the journal, bonus month in the program. You'll also be the first to have access to any in-person events that we are doing, hint, hint, 2024. <laughs> so it's really important. If, if you ever want to hang out with me in person right now, the best way to do that is to be part of our community. We don't do a lot of public events. We haven't done any. Um, so this would be the only way is being part of the community. Um, and then, yeah, this is, this is just the best time. I think about December. I love January, but let me tell you something. I love December for getting a head start so that when you're sitting there New Year's Eve, you're not feeling like, oh my God, I'm so behind. Everything has to change. No, if you make progress on your goal in December, you're going to feel so much better. That's how I feel. The minute you feel so much relief, the minute you start taking action on a goal. So give yourself that gift so that you can enjoy the holidays and not be in shame or guilt or feeling like so overwhelmed. Take action now so that you're heading into 2024, already feeling different, already feeling supported so that you know you can crush the year. All right. And I'm so excited for you, those of you who are joining us in December. Once again, it's an incredible time to do the work. You can apply to the program. That's the first step. We don't take everyone. We take it very seriously. Um, so if we think that, hey, you'd actually benefit from something else, we'll tell you. Like This is a very intentional group. It's not like a lot of the other programs where it's so many people. Uh, this is high-level support, lots of accountability, community, and one-on-one -on -one with mental health professionals, okay, which is so rare. Um, so anyways, we're very particular about who we accept. So the first step is apply. Then you do speak with one of our program advisors. They'll answer any questions. And then if it's the right fit, you'll begin the program. So I'd love to have you. 
I hope this episode helped you. And I hope that you're in this place where you know that you're worthy of taking massive action, right? You're so worthy. I want to go over the questions really quick one more time in case any of you want to write these down or make sure that you have the correct questions. Anytime in your life that you're looking to really reset your mindset and get out of hopelessness, these are the questions to ask. Number one, what are you focusing on? Number two, what is the narrative that you have about your life? Number three, how do you want to feel? Is there a way for you to feel that way now? What I didn't say, which I forgot and now I'm remembering, is when we feel into how we want to feel, it becomes much more easy for us to attract more of that feeling in our life because our brain goes, oh, this is how I allow this feeling in, or this is what it looks like in practice to feel this way. So when we can step into it now, it makes it so much easier to attract more of it into our lives. Okay. And number four, the final question to ask yourself, what do you need to do to take massive action? What does it look like? How, how are you going to burn the boats, so to speak? How are you going to commit, draw a line in the sand and say, enough is enough. I'm changing this today. Okay. All right, y'all. I love you so much. I am cheering you on. I'm really excited about everything we've got going on in December. And I'm really excited about everything we've got going on in 2024. I ordered this huge calendar. I kid you not. I think it's five feet by three feet. It's like three feet wide and five feet long and it's for the wall. And I'm going to put it in my kitchen. I told my boyfriend, I don't care what you think this is going in the kitchen. And he's into it because he's a planner. Um, so anyways, we're putting this huge calendar up in the kitchen and I have so many things already that I've got planned for this community and I can't wait to share it with you guys. And yes, I'll try to show you my calendar once I get it. I'll put it, I'll put it on my Instagram. Okay. You guys, I'm sending you so much love. And of course I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you tag me. It would mean the world to me if you took just a moment to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this show grow, the more people will be able to help. Until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.